Thank you for listening to Strategies and Ideas for U.S. Businesses. This is Michael Wardy, Certified Financial Planner and Regional Director at Source Advisors. Today's topic is very timely, and I'm glad we have in studio Sarah Sorensen, who's the founding partner of Sorensen Law. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'm excited to have you in studio because of what you specialize in and how you help your clients. Sarah, share with our audience what you specialize in. Sure. So my law practice is focused on property taxation in Georgia. So in a nutshell, I represent Georgia property owners. So property owners of all types, commercial property, industrial, multifamily, agricultural properties, um, high-end residential homeowners, and residential real estate investors. And my goal is to help my clients reduce their property tax burden. Uh, most often that involves an appeal of the assessment value of the property, but I also help clients with property tax exemptions, filing for preferential assessments on agricultural and conservation and timber properties in Georgia, and occasionally even filing refund actions where there are errors in the tax records that have resulted in an overvaluation and an overtaxation it helps my my clients to recoup some of their uh, their dollars. Uh, so, sir, so I apologize for interrupting, but the whole reason that I and I'm glad we connected on this, but the whole reason that I wanted to bring you in studio was because we got our tax bill, and I'm in Illinois, and I was surprised about the increase, and I had heard and had met law firms that do this. Uh, and they appealed uh, real estate taxes for their clients. I had just never done it before. And and so when I met you and started talking with you about it, um, I thought it'd be a good opportunity because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of people don't do this. They, there are any number of reasons. A lot of times I'm sure it's because they just look and say, I don't have time for this. But is that is that a fair statement that most people don't even think about it or are most people uh, doing real estate appealing, real estate appeals. Well, it varies by it varies by market segment. Um, I think that commercial property owners are probably more um, aware and more proactive about their property taxes, um, just mm -hmm. because it's a bigger part of their bottom line. It's a bigger expense item. Many homeowners probably are, you know, sort of in the same shoes as you. It just is a part of their annual. Um, expenses, maybe it's coming out of their escrow with their mortgage payment, and the, it just it just rolls by every year. Um, and it it depends on the jurisdiction as well. Some jurisdictions, um, for example, Chicago area, New York, Texas, California, property taxes can be a real significant expense. They have a much higher um, effective tax rate. Georgia's relatively low um, effective tax rate state. Um, but again, it varies by jurisdiction and, mm -hmm. and property tax is a state and local tax. So every jurisdiction is a little bit different. Um, and the thing that I talk with most property owners about is getting informed about exactly what the process is in your state and your jurisdiction to know, yes, I need to take a step on this or no, I'm okay to sit back. Um, but getting informed about it is really a critical step if you have a concern or you have questions about your property tax bill. So who are your clients and really how do you, how do you help? Um, how do you help your clients? 
So I get calls um, typically in two times of the year. Right now, many Georgia property owners are getting their tax bills, just like you are, yeah. and are um, you know either getting a little sticker shock or going ahead and paying their bill, letting their mortgage company pay their bill. Um, and so this time of year, I'm talking with property owners about a pay your bill. And right now during COVID, you know, are there options for you to defer this payment or to break it up into multiple payments? Some jurisdictions have made allowances due to COVID for that. Um, but in Georgia, unfortunately, the time to appeal the assessment value that your bill is based on has passed. So a lot of my property owners uh, who call me with concerns right now, instead of helping with an appeal, we're gearing up for next year. Um, and we're thinking about, okay, what do we need to do now to prepare for doing an appeal in 2021 in order to really attack that valuation, uh, get it to a fair value and reduce the overall bill? Okay. Okay. And so two questions in, in relation to this, and this is all, this is all new to me over the past month or so. So some of these questions may seem a little uh, elementary, but what is the process that you take a client through, and this is more on the commercial real estate side that we're talking about. Uh, and then how has, how has it changed since COVID? Right, so um, for example, so the, the appeals process is gonna differ state by state, like I mentioned. Um, in Georgia, uh, our process is that property is valued as of January 1st of each tax year. And so um, we're thinking about a, a snapshot of time of what is this property valued as of January 1st. And the tax bills that you're getting now, our Georgia property owners are getting now, are based on that valuation. Um, so when I get calls from property owners, say in the spring, um, they're receiving assessment notices. And in Georgia, assessment notices are mailed between early April and late July. And that notice gives property owners the um, new assessment value for their property. Mm -hmm. And if property owners disagree with that assessment, they have 45 days from the date of that notice to file an appeal of the assessment value. Um, so when I'm getting a call from a property owner, let's say a retail strip center, um, and they get a, an assessment value, let's say $5 million. Um, and they feel that that is an overvaluation of the property. We file an appeal, um, and that appeal goes through a couple of steps. In Georgia, appeals are first considered by the Board of Assessors. And if no changes are made at that level, then the appeal goes on to an administrative appeal, where it's heard by either a board called the Board of Equalization, or a hearing officer, or even to non-binding arbitration. And again, each jurisdiction has different um, methods of, of these appeals. Um, but in Georgia, it goes to that administrative appeals process. Sure. During that process, we're gathering data. We are talking about um, the rental rates that are at the property and in the market. We're talking about uh, vacancy, um, capitalization rates. All of these figures kind of go in to help us determine what's a fair value for this property as of January 1st of the tax year. Um, and ideally, we get a good outcome at that hearing. If we don't, um, either party, the tax assessors or the taxpayer, can appeal the, um, the final valuation from that administrative process to the courts, where it actually gets litigated in the courts. And the question is, again, 
typically valuation um, or uniformity of value. Is it being valued uniform to other similar properties? Okay. How long does this process, it doesn't sound painful, but how long does the process take and what is the involvement that your clients have? Because the number of clients that I talk to daily, um, they're struggling on trying to carve out time for anything. Um, and we talk to them about incentives, which, bring, which brings them additional cash flow. What you guys, what you're doing and your firm is doing is bringing additional cash flow through a different avenue. How much time do they spend on this? Well, the tax appeal process itself um, varies by jurisdiction and by volume of appeals in that jurisdiction. Some counties, um, specifically, I'm thinking about some counties in the metro Atlanta area, some counties are able to finish the entire process within the tax year. So for example, if you file an appeal in let's say May, you may have a final decision by November or December. Um, other jurisdictions, other counties that have a much higher volume may not finish the administrative appeal process for an entire year or more. Um, and some can take even longer. So what, what we do have in Georgia is a process where um, the tax bills that are paid during this process are based on the prior year's valuation in most cases. So for example, if our strip center, the valuation increased from 3 million to 5 million and we appealed the $5 million valuation, in most cases that property owner would pay a tax bill based on the lower $3 million valuation while the appeal is pending. And then once that appeal is finalized, they would either pay a final bill for the delta between the values or get a refund if the value turned out to be lower. Um, and so the appeal process is can be lengthy. Um, we do our best to move the process along through our relationships with the appraisers in the various jurisdictions. Um, and this is something that has kind of become even more complicated due, due to COVID. Um, government office closures and court closures here in Georgia have been continuing since, um, since mid-March. Um, many offices have been able to open somewhat, um, but administrative hearings are just slowly getting restarted from March. Sure. So the process is taking a long time and tax bills do have to be paid while this process is, is ongoing. Um, so you're, you're exactly right for some clients, you know, that can, that can really be a pinch. Um, and it's, it's oftentimes us relying on our relationships with the local appraisers and tax assessors to move along as quickly as we can. Um, but COVID has really sort of thrown a wrench in many of the timelines. Of course, <laughs> on many levels. When, yes. So when a client comes to you, um, commercial real estate owner, uh, and they say, I just got my tax bill, what do they do? And I'm sure most really? know, but I'm just more for my own information. Yeah, when you in Georgia, when you've gotten your tax bill at that point, it is too late to file an appeal because the appeals are all due in the spring. Um, typically between, like I said, the no notices go out between April and late July, right. 45 days from receiving that. By the time you get your bill, it's generally too late. Now that varies by jurisdiction. Um, other states have a little bit different timeline. Um, but for most of my clients that are calling me now, again, let's think about the strip center. Something that I'm talking about with my clients now is, you know, they are really feeling this pinch paying this big tax bill 
yeah. which was based on the value as of January 1st, 2020, when we really couldn't quantify or didn't know what the impact of COVID was going to be on commercial real estate. And so they're paying this big tax bill and they're saying, my property is nowhere near worth 5 million right now. All, almost all of my tenants have left. My operating expenses have, have gone up. What can we do? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's changing the conversation to, okay, let's gear up for 2021. Um, and because we're looking at for 2021, we're going to be looking at a data valuation of January 1st, 2021, which will be based on market data from 2020 from right now. Okay. And so we are collecting data to say, here's what the, the vacancy is. Here's what our rental rates have had, have dropped to here's the tenant concessions we've had to give. And that's going to really drive down the valuation for 2021. And so we're gearing up for 2021 with this data and our goal will be to really push for a low, the lowest defensible value that we can for that property during the 2021 year. And in Georgia, uh, once a property goes through an appeal, in most cases, the final valuation locks in for an additional two years. So my goal with these clients that are calling me now in a pinch is to say, you know, I'm sorry, you got to pay your bill. Let's gear up. We're going to drive that value as low as we can in 2021. And we're going to lock it in while your business and the economy recovers. We're going to lock in your tax savings as low as we can, your tax bill as low as we can. Got it. Got it. So what advice, given where we are right now and today's, we're in October of 2020, what advice do you give people right now? Yeah, my biggest advice for property owners of all types um, is to be proactive and get informed. Um, as I've mentioned, because property tax is a state and local tax and each jurisdiction has different rules, um, property owners need to find out what the rules are in their jurisdiction. Find out what's the date of valuation. Is it January 1st? Is it July 1st? Is it December 1st? Um, find out the method of valuation. Is it based solely on sales? Is it based on income? Um, what are the revaluation cycles in your jurisdiction? Some jurisdictions revalue property every year. Some do every three or five years. Um, and then also what's the deadline for appealing the valuation in your jurisdiction. So all of these are really important questions for property owners to know. And in some cases, for many commercial property owners, this may mean finding a professional to help you answer these questions. And that could be a local attorney or a local tax consultant. In some jurisdictions, an attorney is needed to file an appeal. In other cases, it could be a, a tax consultant that helps. But it's really important to find somebody who knows your jurisdiction has connections and knows your property type to be able to answer those questions, to put yourself in the best position to get a fair value on your property and to reduce your property tax bill. So could a couple things, could they do it on their own? Would it make sense to do on their own? Because what you were, what you were talking about a little bit ago was, you know, all the work that has to be done, finding out all this information, doing all the research, can they do it on their own? I mean, I'm sure they could figure it out, but like you said, sometimes certain jurisdictions you need to have uh, an attorney do do the work, but is there an opportunity for them to do it on their own and save the money? Is it worth it? Based on your experience, is it even worth trying to do it on your own? On a complex commercial property, probably not. Um, and the reason is that 
there's a lot of complex data that goes into valuation of a commercial property, mm -hmm. um, whether it's looking at sales um, and evaluating those sales to determine if they're comparable and truly similar properties, um, develop, developing an income approach, an income pro forma on the property, not only looking at the vacancy and rental rates of the property, but also the surrounding market. Um, and there are data sources that uh, many attorneys and tax consultants have access to to get that data, but it's often not something that your property owner is going to be able to get to. And sure. then also think about the cost benefit analysis in terms of time spent. Um, you know, there are a lot of property owners who right now are really focused on, on recovering and growing their business um, due to COVID. This is a time that in most cases, I would encourage commercial property owners to outsource this to someone who has the resources and the connections to be able to put together a strong case and usher your appeal through as efficiently as possible. So when a prospective client comes to you, how do you work with them? Do you do your initial assessment analysis and determine, can I bring any value or how, how do you work? Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, oftentimes we'll talk about the property and the history as far as occupancy um, and tenants and that type of thing. We'll talk about the current situation, the current market and um, where we think a target value might be. Um, some of my clients will come to me with an appraisal in hand, um, which can be a good starting point for evaluation. It's not always gonna be spot on for property tax purposes because our valuation date is so specific. Yeah. Um, but it does give us a starting point. And my goal with my clients is to reduce the value where we can and lock it in. Because like I said, under Georgia law, we can get that value locked in at a lower, at hopefully a lower rate for a total of three years, which in many cases in and of itself can give the property owners some tax savings because they know that that, that line item is going to stay about where it is for two additional years, um, which helps with, with planning and, um, you know, like I said, hopefully lower that valuation and, and keep great. that line item stable. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like that. Great. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you again for joining. I appreciate it. And for our audience and subscribers that are interested in speaking with you, how can they get in touch with you? You can find me um, on my website, which is sorensenlawga.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. That's my personal account, Sarah Sorensen. Perfect. And I'll have your contact information on the front of my desk on my logo, like I always do. Sarah, thank you again for joining and for subscribers. Thank you for listening. I hope you got, as always, more information than you had when you first started listening to the podcast. Uh, please feel free to share this with anybody that you think can benefit from this podcast and others. And as always, we will have more that we will be launching. Thank you again, Sarah. Thanks, Michael. Take care.